Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbet and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. I'm somewhere on a beach, sipping something strong. Got a new girl, she got it going 716, 16 minutes after the hour of 7 o'clock Monday morning. No, it's not Friday, but the Velvet Hammer is in the studio. He certainly is, and uh, I got a special sound effect for you this time. You ready? Oh, I need it. Hold on, let me. I gotta, I gotta plug my, uh, I gotta plug my computer back in. Hold on, let me see if I can get this to go. Stand by. Wait, you know, it's always a problem. You know, when you're trying to do something quick like I do. There we go. The thud, the thud of the velvet the hammer. <laughs> Did you hear that? That. I, barely. What was it? It was a thud, a thud noise. That's when the velvet <laughs> oh, hammer hits you. That's what it sounds like. Oh, the soft, the soft blow, right? <laughs> That's right. Because, you know, it's got velvet on the outside of that steel hammer on the inside. Maybe we ought to put oh, some. Rather, an impressive thunk, not a bang. <laughs> Let's see if I, let me try it again. Hold on. How about oh, I that? I felt that one. Oh, you felt that one. Okay, good. All right. Well, the velvet hammer is with us. Good morning, Gene. How are you? Good morning, Michael. You, you've had a uh, rough couple up. of weeks as far as travel is concerned. Yeah, I regret missing you the past uh, two weeks. Um, just a lot of stuff in queue. But, boy, I'm glad you invited me on for this morning. What a crazy time, huh? It is so crazy, uh, Gino. I'll tell you, we, you know, I, I laid there yesterday. Just It was kind of a blasé day, and I kind of laid and watched news yesterday afternoon. And it's sort of depressing to see just uh, what Vladimir Putin is doing to what is, by most descriptions, I've never been to the Ukraine, but uh, they say it's such a beautiful country and beautiful people, and it's it's just such a shame what's going on over there. And and you know, I just I I guess this morning, you know, just give me your thoughts. What do you think? What do you what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Well, for the few minutes we have, I capture you thoughts, Michael. I thought I'd share first. We're learning a valuable lesson, aren't we, about patriotism. The fighting spirit in Ukraine is on full display. You know, it's it's humbling to reflect on these principles and watch them uh, uh, fighting men between 18 and 60 leave their families, send their wives and children off to another country, and to watch these men take up arms Russia has been poked back onto their heels, unaware and un, uh, unsuspecting that there'd be such a a passion to protect the the traditions of a Ukraine. Uh, what could we get a little bit of that in our nation? Well, you know, if you look at what's going on, and and you think about how silly. Some people act here in this country. I mean, I haven't heard much silliness over the last four days. I haven't heard a lot of talk about wokeness. And I haven't heard a lot of talk about uh, doing away with the Second Amendment and taking your AR-15 because every single news uh, outlet in the national news media is portraying this as an event where everybody needs an AK-47 or an AR-15. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, and the police stations throughout Ukraine have the men lining up outside, uh, and they're handing out uh, firearms 
uh, ammunition, firearms, and weapons to defend the nation. This is historic. Vladimir Zelensky will go down in history as a true hero, a patriot, and a leader that stood up to the odds. Isn't it amazing how a leader who stands up to prevent Ukraine, the Ukrainian country from collapse, that the citizens step in line immediately to fall in line behind a loyal leader and defend the nation in lockstep. Just think what we would have in our nation if we had the same leader. Well, you look at this guy, he's 44 years old, he's in the prime of his life, he's got everything in the world to lose, he could have jumped on a jet airplane and gotten out of there, which is probably what Putin really wanted. Uh, he wanted him out of there, he doesn't care how he gets him out of there. He's uh, Now, I think Putin is probably looking to uh, capture or kill him, and probably his family as well. And, and so, you know, at 44, you have to look at him and go, wow. This guy, I, I agree yeah. with you. This guy is something else. I mean, he's not backing down to the uh, to the giant. Uh, you know, uh, what was the old uh, David David and Goliath? This is Goliath David coming in. And, and last time I checked, I think I think David won that that round. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, well, uh, if we've got two we've got two delusional leaders, Putin and now Biden, uh, Condoleezza Rice. Senator Rubio, uh, others in the, the media are even beginning to say something's not right with Putin. I hope he's taken out from within. Um, it's really a situation where, uh, in fact, it was, uh, what was her name, um, a reporter from, um, uh, was saying that the best thing that could happen is that um, Putin be taken out by one of his own. Well, Catherine that, Harris yeah. saying that. that uh, he, there's just something not right here. Well, there, you're you're absolutely correct, and and of course Putin, you know this guy's he's a KGB guy. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this was a guy who started in the old Soviet Union. He's a KGB guy. He has written on numerous different occasions about the uh, about how horrible it was that the Ukraine was separated from the from the uh, old Soviet Union and other countries as well, and even uh, President Biden was able to read the, the prompter that his people wrote for him to say that, uh, you know, looks like he wants to put the old Soviet Union back together. In other words, let's put the band back together before I get too old to do it. Now, what happens, Gene? We have people that are stationed in uh, countries like Poland, who is now a member of NATO. What happens when or if Putin decides that he wants to go into one of those countries we don't even have, by the way, and I didn't realize this until yesterday, but we have a treaty with NATO that we don't even have to go to Congress to vote on. If Putin invades, it automatically kicks in. They call it Article 5, and it's already been ratified. The Congress of the United States has already voted yes to this. The president is obligated to move troops and, uh, and you know, basically make warfare against Russia if they move across those lines. What's going to happen if he decides to do that? Well, that's true. And Moscow um, has uh, said, sorry, Americans, who's ever here in our country of Russia, you're on your own figuring out how to get out of here. But you're right. Uh, Putin, um, Biden has done absolutely nothing. It was Germany that offered 1,000 javelin antitrust, anti-tank anti-trust, anti-tank missiles 
and 500 Stinger anti-aircraft missiles that have been delivered to Ukraine by Germany. Uh, there's over 400,000 Ukrainians that have already fled, not only into Poland, Michael, but uh, the neighboring NATO countries, and 3 million people is what they're saying uh, are able to be taken in by the neighboring uh, NATO alliance. I sure wish Belarus would stop sucking up to um, uh, uh, Putin and get on board with the NATO alliance. He's, um, he's painting himself into a corner long-term. The short-term remedies are just that, short-term. You've got the SWIFT alliance, uh, excuse me, the SWIFT banking system that um, is in place to uh, really uh, decapitate Russia's ability to uh, transact in the market in the world's central bank system. And this morning when the Russian... Uh, uh, banks opened, they found themselves in serious trouble not being able to transact uh, worldwide. So it's there There are pressures that we're putting on Russia, and hopefully they'll have an impact. What, what, what does delirium in the White House? One day, uh, Biden is saying, oh, the sanctions will work. We're going to put down the heavy hand of, of the sanctions on Russia. And the next day, He's contradicted by some in his own party and White House staff, and he's saying that the sanctions are a mere patch on the tire and not really the remedy. The guy doesn't know what he doesn't even know, and it's that's what's scaring me, because sitting on the sidelines is the big concern, and that's China. Whether Russia and China co-align, China's giggling on the sidelines, it's going to be a two-part war. A two-front war. There's going to be uh, there's going to be China taking on Taiwan, which is where we better be sending our missiles, our uh, artillery to right now, while Germany helps helps um, Ukraine. Uh, it, it's it's this is a consequence. This is what happens. Elections have consequences. Whether you believe it or not, the election was stolen. And we now have catastrophic consequences on our hands. You know, going back to the SWIFT banking system, I mean, this is something you and I are familiar with this. Being in business, we understand what SWIFT does. We all have a SWIFT number uh, when we want to transfer money uh, to other businesses, either here or abroad. It doesn't matter. SWIFT is a really quick and easy way for people to transfer money. Uh, Businesses use it daily. Uh, if we took that away from him, I, I, I heard yesterday, and we know that 40% of Russia's GDP is oil. We know that. That would kill 40% of their business. But did you know that the that 30% of their business, so a full 70%, if you add the 40 to it, 30% of their business that they do is in the timber trade. Did you know that? Yes, timber, uh, other, uh, well, natural gas as well, so it's more than oil. But uh, you're right, the paper products, you know, uh, John McCain uh, had a line that he used before he passed away. Senator John McCain, candidate for president at one point, said, Russia is nothing more than a gas station. <laughs> no, a it's, country masquerading as a gas station. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a, a country masquerading as a gas station, and it really has no broad-based, economic support system 
And as it relates to the assault underway in, in the Ukraine right now, that means Ukraine, uh, Russia's ability to support the follow-through with armament, the backup supplies and fuel needed for the front line going invading uh, Ukraine right now, is about to find itself with flat tires, damaged vehicles, abandoned um, uh, uh, armament, simply because their their design plan was poorly founded. That's what's scary about uh, Putin's threat for nuclear war. Well, he said uh, over the weekend, if you will recall, and and you and I talked about this briefly yesterday, he has put his uh, nuclear facilities on high alert. Uh, You know, I would think that a country that was going to war would put everybody at high alert anyway, but I think he said that on purpose. I think he's trying to escalate this, uh, this situation so that he may be able to come back at some point and de-escalate. What do you think? Well, that's perfectly stated. Desperate people do desperate things. Putin is uh, not armed or prepared for urban warfare. He's got 300 vehicles making their way toward Kiev right now. And uh, I think if they make it there, uh, they're in for one hell of a surprise with the locals who have uh, are, are building up daily. This war should have been won by Russia in a day or two because it's now protracted. I think it's given the world a chance to rally behind the enthusiasm of Zelensky and the loyal followers. And I think we're in for a big surprise that'll show uh, that'll set the stage for patriotism in America in the future. It'll be the ability for us to watch President Zelensky lead and challenge, uh, as you use the expression, the David and Goliath approach. Uh, we will see um, Ukraine step forward as a leader in the world, the contrary position to what people were thinking, that they would have been reabsorbed back into Russia. The old Russia, the old KGB, that's what Putin came from. And that's archaic and, and, and uh, outdated. You know, I was just thinking about it. Uh, Vietnam was a media war that was brought to us through the media. But Ukraine is an uh, iPhone and social media war which is so instant with its information to the citizens and to the world that it has changed the complexion of a military strategy, which is what has surprised Putin. Yeah, it has. That's it. Can you believe it? 15 minutes, just like that. Oh, my word. (laughs) Gene Valentino. GeneValentino.com, by the way. You can go there and, uh, and look at Gene's webpage. Gene, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. Sad day on a national story, but let's stay patriotic here at home and recapture America. First time I seen a walk by, and I about fell up on my chair.